Today on Sagittarian Matters, we have a story about flirting with Paula Poundstone with very special guest Amanda Verway, plus unsolicited vegan food reviews of chips, drinks, sweets, poetry, and more. Stay tuned. Bum, 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 what's coming up on Sagittarian Matters? What do we have in store for you? Boom, 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 boom. We've got unsolicited food reviews and Amanda Veraway talking about when she tried to pick up on Paula Poundstone once. Hi, Nicole. Um, here's another unsolicited food review, even though you were sort of asking people to send you them, so I don't know if it still qualifies, but we're going to say it qualifies. Also, I can't remember if Morgan and Torrance or even you already reviewed this, but guess what? Here's another opinion. I'm here with Sarah Daedling. Hi. We just, uh, sat outside and, and shared this drink. Uh, it's called... De la Calle, Tapache, and it's pineapple spice traditional flavor. Um, Sarah, do you want to talk about it? So, this is a fermented beverage of Mexico, according to the can, and it says it has live probiotics. And I would say, after having half a can, I feel a little bit more alive. <laughs> it's got a nice level of cinnamon and enough black pepper to like give you a tiny bit of a tickle um and the pineapple is good and it's not too like syrupy and I would strongly recommend it to anyone looking for a fun but nourishing beverage to enjoy with old friends (laughs) yeah we're back with another uh, unsolicited vegan food review of a thing we've already reviewed, but now with a different vegan. And it's the Plant Snacks Beat with Vegan Goat Cheese. Megan Deneen. Hi. Uh, I just got home from work and was treated to these chips, um, which I've never seen before. And I do love a novelty vegan chip. Um, these unleashed an unexpected cavalcade of flavors in my mouth. The mouthfeel, not unlike a wheat thin. Wheat thins also evoked by the square shape. Um, airy. Was it you or Marissa who said it was airy? I think me. Yeah, they are definitely airy. It's not a tortilla chip texture. It's more of the aforementioned wheat thins. Um, <laughs> if wheat thins were red and covered in the Earth Balance version of cheese powder. Yeah. All in all like them pleasantly salty also surprisingly high in iron and potassium and potassium so if you're feeling anemic (laughs) or you're just sick of bananas try a plant snack (laughs) hello from the sagittarian matters social distancing studios on the coast of florence oregon Producer Chris, producer Ponyo, and myself all hope you had a happy new year, and we're looking forward to giving you tons of episodes in 2022. But first, thank you very much to this week's unsolicited vegan food reviewers, 
Don Riddle, Sarah Daigling, Megan Deneen, and Marissa Paternoster. You'll hear one more review from them at the end of the show. Stay tuned. But first, Amanda Verway joins us. Amanda Verway is an illustrator, a writer, and artist from Los Angeles, California. Amanda is the mastermind behind the Instagram account Chihuahua Digest, and she joins us today to talk about the time she tried to pick up Paula Poundstone when she was in her 20s. Please enjoy my short talk with friend to the show, Amanda Verway. I wanted to talk to you about Paula Poundstone. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk to you about comedians. Uh huh. And Paula Poundstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How I, long have you liked Paula Poundstone? Um. Well, forever, for as mm-hmm. long as I can remember. And I was like, I, as a child, I was like obsessed with watching stand-up comedy. Like I should comedy I should not have been watching. Like my dad loved it, so it was on all the time. And I saw Paula Poundstone and I was like, it was like fucking Dreamweaver came on. I was like, I love you. I was like a perverted lesbian child who was like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm there for it. So oh, yeah. I've loved her for forever. So you're very small, a budding homosexual. Uh-huh. I would say I'm, I would say I was a full-blown homosexual lifelong. Oh, great. You know? And then you saw this woman with suspenders and you knew. And I was like, this is an archetype of a community that I'll discover one day. You know what I mean? This, this, this is, this person is a destination, you know? (laughs) Okay. So, and then take, take me through time. How did I get to where I'm, I'm driving us? You're, you're driving us to a story of me giving her my number is what you're, where you're driving. And I'll tell you how we got there. Okay. It's like 2006, seven or something. I'm in San Francisco. I bought tickets to see her show at Cobb's Comedy Club in North Beach for my friend's birthday. And it was one of those birthday presents that was obviously for me, but I, that was her gift that we were gonna go see Paula Boundstone. And I guess I should set the scene for who the person is that's giving Paula Boundstone her number. So I feel like I had a very particular regional San Francisco lesbian look of that period going, uh, which I would say was like, no matter what time of year, no matter what time of day, I'm wearing like short shorts, high heels, ripped tights, a fur coat, like a big leather bag that smelled like cigarette smoke caked in from the thrift store from the seventies with like a raccoon tail hanging from it and like hair that's never been combed, you know? You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cave woman, sexy cave would, woman, sexy cave woman, feminine quotes in like real, real significant large hand quotes. You know, so I go in this in some variation of that get up to Cobb's Comedy Club to see Paula Poundstone and. For various reasons, my friend was late. I got off work late. We couldn't find parking. Blah blah blah. We get in like right when the show's over. Like she's like, "Good night," and you know, I just get a glimpse of like the triangle hair and the blazer, and I'm like, my heart's racing. And but it's over, and I like we fucked it up. So we're in the lobby, and I'm like trying to save this the birthday, you know, gift or whatever. And I was like, and she's had just released a book, so she's signing books afterwards. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna fucking." 
I'm gonna give her my number in the book signing line, you know? And all I had was a Sharpie and my sketchbooks. So like I scrawled like a fucking cartoonist serial killer, like my name and my number in Sharpie on this like piece of sketchbook paper and like folded up in my hand like a drug dealer. Like I'm gonna, like also not even a normal way to give someone your number. Like I'm gonna slip it to her like a secret. Like why would I do that? But that's what I did. And then we go to the book signing line and it's like out the door and around the corner. And we're like, well, fuck, you know? And, and, and because I also, I knew her from like Comedy Central when I was a little kid. I didn't, I forgot that she's on NPR. So it's like a million baby boomers waiting to suck her dick. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I thought, I didn't think, I thought I'd be first in line to suck her dick. I didn't realize there'd be like a hundred yeah. baby boomers waiting to do it. So we're about to bail and we're talking about it. And then my friend looks like she sees a fucking ghost. And I look behind me and Paula Poundstone is just standing there like assessing her own book signing line. So I was like, okay, the time is now. So I like slide her. I'm like, hey, you know, great show. Even though I fucking, I didn't see it. Yeah. And I slide her the number and I can see the recognition on her face when she feels the paper. You know what I mean? And I, I had not planned beyond that moment. So she gets the paper and she like starts to open it. And I was just like, okay, anyways, bye. And like oh God. bolted out the door and like, we go to a bar, me and my friend. And we're just like, she, you know, like just like, if she calls, I'm fucking doing it. I'm fucking, I'm going there. But like, of course he's not going to call or whatever. I what forget. Was she even, what was even the imagination? Like she was like, calling, Hey, it's me, Paula Pounds. Do you want to go eat pop tarts? Like, yeah, what? I was like, I, I imagine it was like someone like, thinking they were going to go see Brad Pitt in their hotel room or something. I was like, I'm sure she was staying at like a Best Western by the airport that I would, you know what I mean? And I would have yeah. rode my banana seat bike to Bart and like got on in my getup and like whatever. Um, I like, I think I was really down, but you know, it didn't happen and I forgot about it. And then like a week later, I start getting these phone calls from this really sad sounding guy. And they're just like, hey, Amanda, uh, it's Jeff, uh, give me a call back, like blah, blah. And I get like a few of them. And then I get another one that's like, Amanda, it's uh, like, after like the third one, I get one and it's like the saddest one. It's like, hey, it's Jeff, you know, from Burgermeister. Uh, I, I really, I really wish you'd call me back. Like, I thought we had a connection. Like, give me a call, you know? And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, how does he know my name? How does he have my number, you know? And so he calls like a fourth time and I pick up the phone and I was like, dude, I don't know who you are or what, how you know my name and number or whatever, but stop calling me. I have no idea who you are. I've never been to Burgermeister. Like, and he was like, he was like, no, no. We talked for like, a while you gave me your number at Burgermeister North Beach. I worked there. Um, and I just felt like we really connected and like, I, I don't know, like, you know, and I start like connecting the, the dots and I'm like, okay, North, that North Beach, that's right where I saw her. That's right where I gave the number or whatever. And then I was like, what do I look like? And he fucking didn't miss a beat was like kind of reddish hair, like a bob, 
you were wearing a blazer. Like, he was describing <laughs> her like to the T. Like, I couldn't believe it. And He's like, I, square jaw. I know. Suspenders. No, I was like, I don't know how to tell you this dude, but I think you were talking to Paula Brownstone. And, and he was like, who's that? And I was like, just Google her. And if it's not her, call me back. And then I never heard from him again. Paula Poundstone gave Jeff at Burgermeister your phone number. Like, I wish now I had kept Jeff's number and I could have called him and like, what did you guys talk about? What did oh, you yeah. say to you? Because I was so weirded out at the time. I was like, oh my God, like, but like, what, I mean, what an amazing asshole, but what a fucking a what an asshole to Jeff. Jeff sounded like he was on the verge, you know? Jeff he needed sounded, that. Yeah, he needed he was, that phone number. He, I mean, he was jonesing for Paula Poundstone. There was like confusion on so many levels with Jeff. Like, I don't know what was happening in Jeff's life. Like, like I wish Jeff could be in this Brady Bunch Zoom square so we could talk to him about like what that experience was. He's like really the missing piece. Oh my God. I wish this was a serial style podcast where I just went back in your phone records to whenever you had like a candy bar phone or a flip phone or whatever you had then. And it was like a Nokia with painter's tape all over it, you know, I don't and just go back to the records. I just call everyone, every incoming call. I called Jeff. We get him. I say, Jeff, it's me, Amanda. I really, I reconsidered. I know. I'm ready to talk. So if Jeff is listening or if Paula Poundstone is listening and could fill in the pieces, you know, I really feel like this is the mystery of my life. You know, this is my who killed Olivia's mom. Today's episode is brought to you by Sybil Snow, Emily Helmus, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, and Joey Soloway. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, in particular, producer Chris Sutton, send $5, $5 million, that's your business, to hornetleg at gmail.com on PayPal. Or, this just in, he's got a Venmo, Hell Books on Venmo. That's H-E, double hockey sticks, books. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Put your Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo's speaking voice. Okay, the flavor of this chocolate is cheesecake. Little's losing her fucking mind in the background. Lemon caramel organic chocolate here. The aroma is strongly lemon. Mostly lemon. Mm, really smooth texture. It's incredibly smooth. Like butter. It's mm. like eating a pat of butter that tastes like lemon. Yeah. That's my review. It really melts in the mouth. Yeah. I don't um, ever want to eat it again, though. Do you? It is... It's lemony and... Caramelly, but not definitively so. Which yeah. Which is kind of weird. It's more like a whisper. I feel like, good. Shh, lemon. No, I feel like the lemon is screaming at me. Really? Yeah, which makes me feel good because then I think I don't have COVID. Because the lemon's like, wow. Here I am. I just. I mean, I like it and I would eat it again, but I wouldn't go out of my way to. Eat it. Okay, so you, well, you don't have to go out There's of your something. way because it's in our kitchen now. <laughs> okay, now for a palate cleanser. Potato and my favorite ingredient, sorghum. 
turmeric little turmeric or crisps with black pepper i want to take a minute for our dear dear listeners to say that this is they're called turmeric crisps that really tests the limit of my lisp (laughs) crisps um it's a lot of s's at once you gotta really pose your mouth um but it is crisp but it is in a tube like a pringle and they're in theory, shaped like Pringles. They are shaped like Pringles. I'm going to do a better review. I already I'm ate it. First. I'm sorry. Okay, it's a little peppery. I don't smell turmeric. I give it a zero out of ten. This is an egregious injustice to chips. I think it has an incredible texture. Very pringly. It melts in your mouth a little bit too much for a chip, to be honest. I mean, anything Pringle... <laughs> Stop! Pringle format, I think, is an A+. plus. Yeah, because you can pretend you're a duck. <laughs> you can. I have... This is going to expose a bias. I don't like things that have um, black pepper Oh, flavor. yeah. That surprised me about your popcorn dressing. You said yeah, one time, I know. I felt embarrassed. To you shouldn't be embarrassed. The only person who should be embarrassed right now is Don Riddle, who sent us an Ani DeFranco poetry book in the mail, which is... A mean thing to do to two people who love you. Don't you think so, Meg? Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.